Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. Hello and welcome to the Naked Parent Podcast. My name is Chad Ratliff and I'm your host as usual. And on today's show, we are going to be talking about self-care. You've heard it before. You're going to hear it again, but you're never going to hear it how you're going to hear it today. And it's because of the special guest that we have with us. But before I introduce her to you, let's go through our community's preamble. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truth, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, feel angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment one day at a time. Esther and Jerry Hicks call it the science of deliberation, and we call it the answer to all of our prayers. So let's continue this journey with a short breathing exercise. We want to have the good posture and sit up straight. And we want to just find that place of peace and tune out the rest of the world and lightly close your eyes and then raise your gaze to that third eye center in the middle of your head somewhere above or between your eyebrows and sit there and we're going to start by inhaling and tensing our body and we're going to hold it And then we're going to exhale and release and let all the tension go away. And we're going to do that four times. So inhale, tense your body and hold it. Exhale, release, let it out. And release through all your limbs. Inhale, tense, hold it. And exhale, relax. Two more times. On this last one, inhale, tense, and hold it as long as it's comfortable for you. Inhale, tense, hold it.
exhale and let it go. And then forget about your breathing and feel that peace. We're going to do one more breathing exercise before we have primed ourselves for today's content. We're going to exhale to the count of five. If that's too long for you, do less. If you can do more, do more. But we're going to exhale to the count of five. We're going to inhale to the count of five. And we're going to hold it for the count of five. Exhale the count of five, inhale the count of five, and hold it for the count of five. And you want to keep your focus on that space between your eyebrows as we do this. So exhale, two, three, four, five. Inhale, two, three, four, Five, hold, two, three, four, five. Exhale, two, three, four, five. Inhale, two, three, four, five. Hold, two, three, four, five. Two more on your own. and let it all go. Forget about your breath for a minute. Keep that focus on that third eye center and just sit in the peace. The thought comes through your head. Just watch it and let it go right on by. It's in this space and in this practice where the answers that you're looking for will come, where your nervous system will reset itself so that you can handle the challenges in your daily lives. It's in these moments and in these practices where we connect with one another all over the world. We build that vortex for our homes and around our people. And the beauty of life brightens. And that brightness is undeniable. But you have to work at it. 
you have to work at it. And that will be a practice that you can work on later for longer periods of time. But I'm too excited to get to our show today and to get to our guest today. So I want to introduce you to Anuradha, Anuradha Deshpande, which she's going to help us say that. How do you say your name real quick? Anuradha Deshpande. Deshpande. <laughs> Much better. A little bit about Aruda Deshpande. Anuradha, uh, know... Anuradha Deshpande. Anuradha Deshpande. <laughs> a little bit more about Anu. She's a mother of a young man with intellectual disability. She's a clinical psychologist and counselor and special educator. She's the founder of CAER and CAER Life Skills. It's an academy. First one is a therapy center, and the second one's a digital platform. She is on a mission to empower 1 million parents of children with developmental disabilities with her life skills curriculum. We're going to get to hear more about that on the show, which I'm super excited for all of us to learn more about. Um, And that curriculum helps parents' children navigate into a life of independence and dignity. So Anu, thank you so much for being on the show today. We're so grateful to have you. Thank you, Chad, for having me in your show. Go to all parents out there. Yeah. Um, can you tell us how old your son is and when you started the journey of unique needs? Yeah, my son is 30 years old now. And my journey in this field uh, started on a wet monsoon morning when the arrival of our son completed the family of a mom, dad, and a chirpy sister. He was diagnosed for Down syndrome, but it's a condition which is easily detectable at birth and later confirmed through some medical uh, tests, uh, blood screening. But in our case, the attending pediatrician, he could not detect that he had some problem. So on his 21st, 28th day of life, we took him to a local pediatrician for a regular checkup. And that point of time, he was a very accomplished pediatrician, but yet all he had to say that was there was some pseudo-Mongolism, you know, he used that word. But later had to depend on a third expert to confirm that indeed he had a Down syndrome. As a mother, you know, it was a root shock a blow from the blue. I thought that I should wake up from a bad dream, but it was not to be so. So what was the next thing to do? I'm telling this because at that point of time, there was lack of information. Even with pediatrician, they couldn't recognize or identify the condition. So leave alone parents who had to seek help at every step. But the first thing what we did was the, I think the best step we did. So on after diagnosis of his uh, condition. The next day, me and my husband sat together with little, his name is Aniket, okay, meaning omnipresent, is there everywhere. Little at that point of time, we knew that his all pervasive personality will touch us in so many different aspects of life. So we took a little Aniket between us and we cried all night. But At the crack of dawn, we decided there were so many questions coming to our mind. What are we going to do with this child? How are we going to bring him up? 
what are going to be the challenges and what will be his future but at the crack of dawn we decided that he's our child i'm getting goosebumps talking to you about it so he's our child let us do whatever we can and then accept him as he is and then started our roller coaster journey of grief concern then some hope because some interventions were suggested to us then we had some moments of joy and then expectations and more expectations from that little problem like feeding became such a great issue for us but looking at the way he was growing all those problems melted away our pediatrician suggested that he should have a good therapist occupational therapist and uh, speech therapist but that point of time it was unheard of special educators and they were unheard of so i ran from pillar to post everywhere to find someone but when he was two he got a, a speech therapist and when he was four he got a services of a special educator he was thriving you know because of the help we got at that point of time but little i knew that i could have done better at that point of time by not stressing him so much into all those special education because four hours he used to attend special education then he used to go to neurotypical regular stream school it was so much of stress for him i didn't know about that i thought that was the best thing to do but the educator who worked with him for the longest time she said that he's the best student i've ever come across because he was learning something adapting it and playing it and learning further so his learning was very robust he had a very good schooling then uh, when he was 10 years old he wanted to be a part of a karate camp to be with his sister but parents objected to it many other neurotypical kids parents objected to it they said that he cannot be in our team but the sensei stood for him he said that he's such a good boy he's doing well let him be and that's hope that somebody is there for us then when he was 10 years i mean he as a teenager he was very very humorous and full of witty and then he used to work on computers so many times on his own he has learned all those things and he used to play all strategic games like uh, harry potter series and uh, max payne and all those things where typical kids used to play and invariably used to get stuck at some point of time and he will call out mama help me but i was not a game savvy or not a tech savvy at that point of time so i couldn't help him so he will play for two three days uh, and he will struggle and then one day he will shout out mama i bingo i did it and i used to be happy for him he used to like uh, one special bollywood hero so much that he wanted all the awards to go to him but one f- uh, year there was a movie where uh, a bl- it was on the story of helen killer the girl was very blind and uh, she couldn't speak she was uh, had hearing impairment and visual impairment and a uh, struggle and then she finds a teacher who to become a fine lady so initially he didn't like that movie he was very disturbed looking at all those tantrums and other things and after a few watch he one day came to me and tell, told me that everybody should get a teacher like mr sahai the teacher in that movie such was his empathy such was his understanding such was is uh, knowing the world around him what more i could have asked for from my child right but all this could happen only because on that da- night me and my husband decided to accept him as he is so that we could find solution ahead of it but all this time i was 
just a parent, you know. I was a very dedicated parent and I used to attend all the therapy sessions and I used to work, work on that. Everything was happening very well. At that point of time, my daughter, who is four years older to him, uh, she's a very bright kid, even today. She had a lot of aspiration one day to become an astrophysicist, someday to an environmentalist, so much so. And then at one point of time, she came to me and she said that, Ma, I want to become a special educator. And I thought it's a passing phase. But on her 10th standard uh, examination of the results, she came to me and she reiterated her wish that she wants to become a special educator. And I said, I dissuaded her. I thought she's getting influenced by her brother. So I told her, don't worry about him. You pursue your aspirations. I, we are there as parents to take care of him. But what she told was, no, Mama, I'm definitely influenced by him because uh, whatever he is today, because of all the professional help he got and uh, best man, best among equals today. And you know how we had to f really uh, struggle to get a, a therapist for him. So I would like to become one. Although she, whatever she was saying made sense to me, I further dissuaded her saying that so much of burnout in this profession and, uh, you know, all the success doesn't come so easily. So for that, what she told was really, really, really shook my world out of it. She said that even if I can make difference in a handful of children, all the burnouts and all everything is worth it. So hearing such a pearl of wisdom from a 16-year-old, I thought of looking beyond my son. That's how I quit my bank job and I educated myself to become a clinical psychologist, counselor, and a special educator. There were a lot more struggles afterwards. But yeah, this is how my journey started. And my journey as a professional in this field also started at that point. One more question about the upbringing. How hard was it? How challenging was it? So it was pretty much challenging. You know, he was down, uh, finding a, a Therapist itself was so much struggle. We had to totally surrender it to them. And because they were so much of dirt to come by, we had to really accept whatever they were uh, saying. There were many therapists who worked with him. And they really, some of them took really advantage of our helplessness. They really, when somebody took four hours of therapy for him, most of them were very good, but some of them also took advantage of that. Four hours, you know, that small kid used to wake up at seven in the morning and go for therapy and come back from there and go to the mainstream school. And even in school, mainstream school, it was uh, there were no special educators, no counselors. Teachers were very good so that they, he managed and he's a very, very hard worker. When I talk about struggle, what I want to tell you all is, Yes, we struggled, but the struggle he was facing to be a part of the mainstream school because we as parents wanted them to be be in the mainstream school. He was struggling so much to cope up with so much of expectation from the special uh, education center, then going to a diverse area where students were not like him. He was different and he had a very different learning method, but he struggled there. And for us... Finding a therapist was a struggle. Making them understand was a struggle. Really getting the best of things for him was a big struggle. It was not just monetary. Uh, I would have, both of us worked and it was really uh, entire my, whatever I was earning was going into his uh, therapies and other 
things but therapist never used to keep proper timing some of them and it was really struggle and you know to every step expecting that next oh he has achieved this level then some more challenges will come and then we have to go through that challenge and some more challenge i think that he learned more by experimenting himself and because computer is not something we taught him nobody taught him and but he learned it there were many skills all those nobody even now teaches about empathy nobody teaches about emotions feelings wherever we go not even in the regular uh, mainstream school what about these children they feel that they, they cannot understand it but that is a basic st- a skill we have to teach so that they will learn to self regulate themselves they will learn to be aware about anything only thing is that we should as parents and educators learn the way they learn so that they we can teach them the way they learn i started my center way back I, okay that is the story behind it i'll just come to that my son was 15 years old i told you he was best among equals but then we thought of enrolling him in a computer class where he can have a formal education of computers he was very good in keyboard also and even in the keys of the computer but there was nobody ready to enroll him in a proper computer class because they were not trained to teach him and they were really uh, i mean very apprehensive about taking him when he already he knew the basics of computer and then he, that same thing happened in the keyboard class also keyboard was just for his hobby to make him keep him happy he was not there then we had a struggle of enrolling him in a special school setup vocational setup where he will learn some vocation and keep him really engaged beyond the special education routine special education everywhere we went either the place was not good enough or wherever we felt that we can give an uh, take an admission he was not accepted there there the problem was he was overqualified for them so he was neither accepted in the mainstream nor in the special or this thing such was his uh, struggle that point of time i made a mistake a very big mistake i means as parents we made a mistake we thought that he is so much to the mainstream there is no need for us to tell that he has special needs but being a very perceptive young person he was and when he saw that is not accepted in the society the way his sister or his other cousins they are all accepted then he realized that he is not good enough for people out there and this really shook him and he was he, it upset him so much why i we didn't tell him and why he had to learn himself and then uh, started a, a little bit of degeneration in his uh, skills he was upset and it took a while for us to uh, really appease him and uh, bring him that let's work together that was a bigger struggle for us so that is the reason i started my own center so that i can teach him lot of vocation and also teach other children like him who is not accepted in the mainstream or things initially i started an vocational center and then i felt that if we have early intervention we can start teaching them lot of skills already so that i can they can be really live you know peacefully and with lot of dignity and my main focus right from day one was they will go to any special educator and learn what special education is they will go to an occupational therapist and learn all those skills but who is there to teach them life skills nobody teaches life skills in that extent so my uh, center right from the beginning 
one one of the main focus was on life skill every child who comes in my center should be able to do all those skills which they have to do so that they can take care of themselves so that they have their dignity and they don't have to depend on others the reason i chose life skill with so much that if they are not taught these life skills they will be dependent on others for uh, their day to day functioning imagine the kind of strain it puts on their dignity because most of these skills are to be done in the privacy of their own bathroom or bedroom or so, uh, they have to dress themselves this thing such as self care the strain on their dignity if somebody has to do it for them all the life and imagine the strain on parents too like uh, grown up children if they have to do all these thing which is kind of so much of physical emotional and even economic strain on them if they had to do it and the worst part i imagined in my context in indian context i'm telling that that when the parents get older we as parents are always over indulgent with our children we want to protect them and we will do every anything for them and in that over indulgence we make them so dependent and then uh, when we are not in a position to help them when we grow old and we are not able to do such thing then what we do is either give them to a caregiver or enroll them then them in a rehabilitation center or a home for uh, children with disabilities i cannot comment on such institutions anywhere else but in india unfortunately it has not evolved so much so i feel that from the best protected environment they have to go to a least protected environment which is not at all conducive for their own self emotional self and dignity so that's the reason if they are taught life skills they can even if they have to go to a, a residential home they can do their own things right they don't have to depend on others so that is the idea behind so much emphasis on life skill can you explain what yes. it looks like when somebody comes to your center i mean like do you have sinks where you're teaching people how to brush teeth like what does it look like when people come to your center yes apart from all the other therapies we have got all uh, therapies one portion of their curriculum is kept for life skills where we have their own kits there our kits all proper right from brushing and thing to even shaving and everything all everything is there and they all teach them step by step how to brush their teeth we go up to taking care of their uh, means stural hygiene and we also teach them how to manage puberty when it comes there uh, how to manage along with parents we train them all these skills so that they are going to grow like anybody else and they are going to encounter all these issues as a, any neurotypical kid they should be able to know what's happening to their body what's happening to them and how they are going to address those issues when it they face with it so we do step by step according to whatever the child is capable of doing we build their skills step by step so that we train them to the extent that they learn occasion at some point of time they can not only be economically independent but also they can support somebody around them excellent that is how we so if my son came to your center would he get assigned a therapist that would help start taking him around the center to learn these skills or would they go to to our house to work on the life skills how does that work yeah see i actually uh, they come to our center and we teach the uh, life skills to them at the center and also we teach the parents so that they can generalize 
these skills at home too. Just learning at the center is not enough. They should be able to do at home and at other places. So we teach parents. This was the uh, thing happening till the pandemic. And during the pandemic, of course, we all know that everybody suffered. But our children was the most sufferers because they could not get therapies because of the lockdowns and other things. So that point of time, I decided to come out with a digital course on life skill, which is in the form of course, community, coaching, counseling, everything as a bundle. The courses are in the form of videos, instructed them, parents first, how, what are the skills they have to hone themselves so that they can teach their uh, children first about attention, observation, how to make, uh, how to evaluate your child, how to prepare a program, how to execute a program, how to find out what kind of learner your child is, then how to document it, how to generalize it. All those things have given in the course along with five domain skills that is physical cognitive social emotional and vocational skills there are 25 core skills and hundreds of sub skills and these are all for parents so that they can learn and they can implement and while they're doing it i'm there for them lifelong to help them at any point of time and there is a community where there is parents who help uh, each other and every week i uh, go on to that. And I also conduct a lot of challenges where I help them to build these skills in them so that they can teach their children in a, so a small frame of time. And in the second and third level, there are other levels. And uh, in the third level, I do uh, group coaching where a parent is put on the hot hot seat and they tell their problems, they discuss their problems and I answer them. And while I'm answering, others con with a similar problem can also benefit out of it. And in the fourth level, I, of course, work one-on-one -on -one with the parent and the child. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's a very, very robust program. How do people find out about this program? That is why I go to a lot of groups. People who will benefit from a course are on Facebook and are also on YouTube. So what I do, I, I recently I launched this course. So I go to all the several groups or and I answer their questions. Simply, I answer those questions, whatever they are having their doubts without even telling about my products. And then when they are, they get so much value, they approach me and ask them. And then I give them a one-to-one -on -one meeting and then we discuss there and that's how. See, my intention is people have to benefit out of it. You know, that's the main intention. That's So I go about like that. Uh, that is why uh, somebody from your distinct center, I think she found out, she, I was answering some questions and she found out me. That's how she, we got connected. And I, here I am. Awesome. I'd like to put something in the show notes after the show on how people can reach out to you to learn more about your program, to have that meeting with you so that they can understand if what you're providing is what they're looking for. Because most of us are out here knowing that there's something we need to be doing, but not knowing what it is to do. And it sounds like you exactly. have a program. Exactly. That That's the reason. Help people have something to do that's positive for their families. Actual intention of me coming out with this program. Parents, and I feel that parents are the best teachers possible because life skills are something to be taught at home. That's the best way. Parents don't know how to go about it. That's why I step by step, I guide them in the first uh, three-day course. And then I give them all these things as bonuses. Uh, I will Great. definitely uh, send you a link so that you can circulate with your parents. 
Have you yeah. done the program long enough to have testimonials or any uh, success stories to share, or is it brand new? Yes, it's, uh, I have a lot of testimonials. I have a trust pilot review. There are some few, and I have a lot of us. I, I will send you those testimonials also, Perfect. along with the link. Yeah. No, I just uh, said that I have a. Uh, I will give a link to my uh, website and everything I'll give so that you can have a go and check out this thing. I am Perfect. I am in this disability field for last thirty years. Nice. So I have that experience in that, and I've selected only life skill so that yeah. I will also give a link to my Facebook group where I do a live every day, uh, talking about issues the parents face. That I do every day. I go live on my Facebook group. It's a small group now, but uh, yeah. It's gonna grow. I, it's gonna see, grow. I have, yes, it has to grow because I have to reach out to one million parents, so it has to grow. It's gonna <laughs> grow now. I can't rest until I do that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm ready I appreciate, I appreciate everything you're doing. Yeah. I'm excited to learn more about it. You inspired yeah, thank me you, thank today. You so much. And you're serving the population thank that so I'm much. trying to serve. And together, hopefully, we can reach all these parents that are lost out there with beautiful yes. children that they have no idea what to do with. And we can Absolutely. get them connected Absolutely. in programs like yours or others so that yes. we can enjoy this life because yes. I believe this life was meant to be enjoyed. And I think all too often uh, the challenges that we are faced with when we realize we have special needs children and the challenges that comes with that for a lot of people like myself in the beginning knocks us down and it's hard to get back up and programs like yours help people get back up and thrive. And for that, I'm grateful to have met you and to share your story. Thank you. And so much. for all the listeners out there in Naked Parent Nation, we're going to put the link in the show notes after the show. Reach out and find out if it's the yes. fit for you. And if it's not, it sounds like Anu has a wealth of experience and knowledge that if her program's not the right fit for you, she's going to help you figure out what a good next step is. And this whole journey is about taking the next right step. Yes. Anything else you'd like to Thank say so before much. we yeah. part ways for now, Anu? Yeah, uh, only thing is, uh, I just want to say that our children are beautiful and talented and uh, they are very unique. It is the misconception, misinformation and lack of knowledge of society which has marginalized them. But we as parents and educators, we should uh, rise for them and really make the world see what they are. That's the thing. I thank you so much for taking the time. I would yeah. love to schedule a show down the road to just stay updated and continue doing this journey together and sharing what we're doing here and hearing what you're doing and how we can make this world a better place. Thank you so okay. much for being thank on the so show much. and we'll be in touch and we'll have you on the show down in the future. It's my pleasure to be there. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Yeah, bye. This concludes our show for today, and I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics 
And the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long.